Welcome again, Dragons, to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter. Today's conversation is with lawyer extraordinaire and author Rachel Bolin. You may recognize the name because she is currently a contributing writer to the Dumbbells and Dragons blog. We really hope you guys have been enjoying her stuff. This is a really fun conversation. I did record it with Rachel in July of 2015. And Rachel wrote a book. You should check it out on Amazon, The Historian by Rachel Bolin. Here's the conversation. Enjoy. In the basement rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Alright, good day everyone listening to the Dumbos and Dragons podcast. Welcome back. We're here today with Rachel Bolin, author and lawyer extraordinaire. Rachel, why don't you first say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. And tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you have going on right now? Sure. So, um, as Kenny said, uh, I am a lawyer by day, writer by night. Um, I have a a novel published out on Amazon. It's called The Historian. You can search for it under that or under my name. And I'm working on a couple other projects right now. I don't know that anything will be published by the end of 2015, but I'm hoping that at least one will be published in 2016, maybe two. Excellent. That's awesome. I know a lot of people have, you know, struggled to publish one thing in their lifetime and you're already working on three. So that's pretty exciting and awesome stuff. Thank you. To get started on a little bit of a lighter topic, especially so all the dragons out there can get to know you a little bit better, uh, one of my favorite questions to ask uh, most of our guests is, who's your favorite fictional superhero or just hero in general, and why? So, my favorite superhero, I know this is a cliched answer, but it's a tried and true one, is Batman, because he is just a dude. He's a super rich dude. He has, like, every resource available to him. But I appreciate the fact that he doesn't actually have any superpowers. He just puts his mind to something and decides he's going to fight crime in Gotham. Not to say that all the superheroes with superpowers aren't cool, but I think there's something appealing about a guy that's just like, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. Excellent. And I think a lot of people can take a lot out of that is, you know what, just put your mind to it, go do it. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues Bruce Wayne could have taken, and I think he chose to go in, depending on the comic, the most positive direction. I mean, it also helps to be a billionaire, but yeah. <laughs> besides that... Yeah. That does help. It All does. Right. All right. Now, moving more into our nerd side, uh, what are you currently nerding out about right now? Is there a movie or a book or something something nerdy that you're just really psyched about? So we could talk for the entire hour about what I'm nerding out about because there's a lot. Um, so in order of importance to me personally, number one, the X-Files revival. I am so excited. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm going back and rewatching all nine seasons right now. I'm currently uh, just starting season five. The X-Files is like my favorite thing in the world. And I've rewatched the series probably four times already. Like, I think this is my fifth rewatch. Um, 
but it's I I can't wait I can't wait for that. Um, number two, Star Wars, obviously. Also cautiously optimistic, based on the thing I saw from Comic Con where the they had the behind the scenes video where it showed they were doing a lot more physical effects this time around as opposed to the terrible terrible CGI that George Lucas did in the prequels. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Captain America: Civil War, obviously. And That's then, gonna be amazing. Oh God, it's gonna be so good. And then I'm really looking forward to the season of The Walking Dead because I like where they're taking it, and Game of Thrones because now that we're caught up to the books, I don't know what's gonna happen. Right? And I think that's it. Like, I actually stopped reading the books because I didn't want them to spoil the TV show. So at, uh, yeah, at this point. Everything that's happened in the books has happened in the TV shows and even beyond for some of the storylines. So I think that now book readers and TV show watchers are in the same place for the first time. And Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little concerning, but it, it's a little concerning because I, I think that the writers do their best work on that show when they have a solid base yeah. from Mark's writing. So I'm a little concerned about going forward, but... I'm staying optimistic. And so we might already have the answers by the time this airs, although I hope it airs before. Uh, is Jon Snow really dead? No, of course not. Okay. No, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, like, there's there's just zero chance. I See, I'm kind of in the boat where I'm like, he's dead, but undead. So I think the way that they're going to get around like everything that they said is I think that he will have died. I think that is true. I don't think he will stay dead. I think he will be yeah. resurrected. Yeah. And then the writers will be like, well, technically we didn't lie to you. Yeah. So, um, but also, I and again, we don't know when this is airing, but currently it's like July 25th. And Kit Harington has been seen on planes to Belfast with his Jon Snow hair. So, you know, that's kind of. Oh, his dreamy, dreamy Jon Snow hair. His dreamy John Snow hair. <laughs> Alright, so let's move over into some fitness questions. Um, what is your current fi- uh, fitness level, and where do you want it to be? So, right now, I'm I'm actually okay with, with where I am. Like, I, I've been trying to work up my endurance to, to be able to run further distances. Like, my ultimate, my current goal right now, like, not pipe dream goal, but, like, realistic goal, is to be able to run a 10K. Uh, I've never been able to run very far, so that's that's a big goal for me. Um, so I'm currently running like three and a half to four and a half miles a few times a week. I'd like to be doing more than that. So like realistically, I, I want to get myself in a position where I could run a 10K, like long-term dream goal. I'd love to be able to like build my endurance up to where I could run a mutter, a tough mutter, and, and feel good about that and feel like I could do well at that. That was actually going to be my next question, is when are we going to get you out on the uh, Tough Mudder course? Um, Listen, I would, I, would love, I would love to do that. I, and I know, I know what you're going to say. I, I don't feel like I could do it like now and actually contribute in a meaningful way. Like I'd have to skip everything. Like I'm just not that in shape. But I, I would love to get to a point where I could feel like I could tackle it and like not do everything, of course, but do most things. I think you'd surprise yourself if you just did one i'm sure you're right but like i i would want to get the best or the most out of the experience we'll talk about this after Um, (laughs) but all i'm saying is let me convince you and we'll go from there we'll see i mean i'm I'm open (laughs) 
so when when in your life either with your writing or with physical activity did you experience failure or a time when you wanted just to give up and not not continue with some sort of passion tell us about that so this is actually really personal and you know some of this but um so i when i was 23 i was right after my first year of law school i got diagnosed with a chronic illness that is going to be with me for the rest of my life um, that affects my joints and everything else in my body. But that was really tough because I had actually just started like being in an exercise routine and getting fit back then. And I was sick for a pretty long time where I couldn't, I couldn't exercise. Like I felt like there was no point in eating healthy. Like I, I just, I got really down because I kind of felt like this is going to be with me the rest of my life. Like what's the point? You know, what's the point in, like, even trying to be healthy, like, if I'm just stuck with this? So that was really tough. Um, and I was probably, like, in that bad place for, like, a year or so. It was it was hard. It was hard because, like, I felt, and I feel a lot of people, a lot of people feel like this. I felt like since I couldn't do what I was used to being, like, my max, I wasn't, I just wasn't going to do anything. You know, like, since I couldn't, I couldn't run because some days I could barely get up and walk. So I was like, well, what's the point of even going for a walk? You know, I think I think a lot of people get into that pattern where, you know, you can't run a mile yet. And so you just don't do anything. You don't even bother to walk or you can't run three miles. So you don't bother to run one mile. And that was just like I just had to fix my mindset and and push myself and say this. This does matter. And you are going to live with this for the rest of your life. So you need to get healthy. You can't just you can't just sit around and and not deal with it. And I did. I did get healthy. And now now I am healthy. I've been healthy for a long time. And so I kind of like take that into consideration. Like every time I'm debating like whether or not to go to the gym, I'm like, you should go to the gym because you can't <laughs> because you can actually get up and you can move your joints and you can run. So you have no excuse for not doing it. That's excellent. And I actually think that covers our next question is what did that failure teach you? But I mean, people have to take control of their own health and their own lives and like, and, and their own choices. I, you know, it's, there are so many things in this world that we can't control that I, that I think we focus on when it comes to like health stuff. Cause for me, like fitness is sure. It's about losing weight and, and that, but it's really about, about being healthy. It's about extending your life. It's about making sure that your body is strong and healthy. And there are so many things that can happen to us that we can't control, but the things that we can control to make our lives better are just so easy. You know, just like, don't eat crap. Don't smoke, like work out a few times a week. Like you don't have to run a marathon. You can, you can walk, you can ride a bike. There are so many things you can do just to keep yourself at a baseline level of healthy, you know? Yeah. Do you have a mantra or a motto that something that really connects with you? So I, it's really, you do what you can because you can. Like that's, if, if you, if I wake up someday and I want to go to the gym and I'm like, I just don't feel like I can run three miles, then I'm like, well, what can you do then today? If you can't, if you don't feel like you can run three miles, can you run one mile? Then do that. Just, just do my knees hurt? Can I not run at all? Then what else can I do? Can I get on the elliptical? All right, then I'll do that. If I can't do any cardio, like then I'm gonna do strength training. Like I can, I can do something. Um, you know, like, and and you and I have have both had this experience with friends who don't want to 
put forth any effort and don't want to do things to change their life. And if all you can do is walk, then that's what you can do. And that's what you should do. And then you just walk until you can run. Yeah. I remember saying something to somebody one time. Um, they're like, why do you run so many Tough mutters?" And I said, I run for people who want to but can't. Mm-hmm. And I run for people who can but won't. I think that's great. Yeah. And it's just, it's just that so many people take for granted what they have and what they can do. Yes. You know, they take for granted that they have legs that they can walk with. Right. Um, and so I think that's important to, should be important to everybody. It should be. I, I don't think people think about that on a regular basis. And I think people, I think that fitness in our culture has been focused so much on like the superficial. Like when people think about like working out and getting fit, they think so much about just like looking good that people forget that there are all these other reasons why you need to try to stay fit and why it's a good thing to stay fit and why you don't have, again, like you don't have to be a gym rat. You don't have to be running 10 miles every day just to help your body. Yeah, for sure. With that in mind, what gets you up in the morning? What drives you to wake up and tackle each and every day? Uh, Go to work, be a lawyer, then come home, write, go work out. Oh, man. Um, Well, like, I mean, I have, like, the best job in the world. My job is great. So that's that's just a motivation for me. Like, I, uh, like, as you said, I'm a lawyer. Like, just to give a little more context, I'm a, I'm a prosecutor. So I work for the government. Um, I'm working in the criminal justice system and that's all really hard, but it's really rewarding. And so I just like doing my job. I just like going to work. Like, a lot of people don't do that. I think that, and that same with writing, you know, like, I love writing. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing it. And when I go to the gym, I, I run because I love running. I don't bike because I hate biking. (laughs) I think that, the best thing for everyone to do. And I know it's not always possible for people in their lives, but find something that you love to do and do it every day. Like if you don't love your job, that's fine. A lot of people don't then find something else that you love. That's going to, when you wake up, you're, you say, all right, I got to do this job for eight hours. I don't want to do this job, but you know what? When I come home, I'm going to do X and I love X and that's going to get me through the day. I mean, ideally you'd love your job. You'd love your family. You'd love your hobbies. You'd love everything, but just like find one thing and start with that. Yeah, you got to have one before you can get to two. Right. Yep, that's so true. The final question that's my absolute favorite, because it's awesome. (laughs) So, you find yourself in a post-apocalyptic world, fighting for survival from predators, both human and animal. What do you do to maintain your fitness, and what one, I guess, weapon, real or fake, would you want for protection? And where do you think your experience comes into play? Okay, so first of all, I think that um, for the weapon, I'll answer that first because that's the easiest. I want Thor's hammer. Okay, like that's the weapon I want because it can do anything. Of course, obviously, this is assuming that I would be able to wield Thor's hammer in this in this post-apocalyptic world. As far as staying fit, I mean, how, how do you not stay fit in a post-apocalyptic world? Like... You, you can't really like sit anywhere. Like you're going to have to be walking all the time. You can run. The entire world is your gym. You know, you can do push-ups anywhere. You can do sit-ups anywhere. You can do pull-ups anywhere. You're going to have to keep your strength because you're going to have to wrestle with animals. You're going to have to hunt things. You're going to have to, 
you know, forage. So I don't think that would be as difficult actually keeping your fitness level because I think it's just necessary for the survival. As far as my experience, I would be terrible in a post-apocalyptic world because I'm a lawyer. (laughs) I can't, I can't do anything. Um, (laughs) Like this is, this is why like, Andrea was so terrible in The Walking Dead, and I hated her so much. But at the same time, like, she was a civil rights lawyer. And then I think to myself, like, actually, that is realistic. Like, Andrea would be terrible because Andrea doesn't have any survival skills. We just don't. Um, I guess we could plan, like, strategy if we were in a group, you know? We could be, like, mediators, maybe. But in terms of, like, actual physical strength, no, I got nothing. Being of actual use to the group in foraging for food, you think? Yeah, no. Yeah. My that's why. Guys. That's why I need Thor's hammer. Is because then if I have Thor's hammer, like I can be something. You know, I can help out some way. But otherwise, like, no, I'm I'm just the lame person, like sitting by a tree. Like I don't want to go outside. Yeah. It wouldn't work out too well. All right. I don't um, think I'd look wrong. Now, do you have a go-to nerd or fitness resource or app for smartphone or something that helps you fulfill your nerd or fitness goals or even something that's like helps you write or anything like that? Sure. So um, for running, I use the Nike running app because it's really helpful and it's really um, easy to use. For writing, if there's anybody out there that wants a writing um, app, utility. I don't know. It's uh, I use Scrivener. Scrivener's great. It's an, uh, a program that you use on your uh, laptop that helps you organize your story ideas and your chapters and all that. And it's just, um, it's a little more structured than just writing something out in a Word document. Um, and for nerd stuff, I'm a big fan of io9, which is a nerdy sci-fi um, blog that is great. And then um I also listen to the Nerdist podcast and um, the the X Files files with Kumail Nanjiani, but he hasn't been doing that for a while. So, but if anybody else out there is an X Files fan, I highly recommend that they look up Kumail's podcast because it's fantastic. Well, number one, Kumail has like eight podcasts. He does. He's very busy. He's actually going to be on an episode of the X Files. That's awesome. I yeah. He's he's also hilarious on Silicon Valley. Yes, um, that show's great. But- uh, and we cannot promote the Nerdist podcast enough because, number one, Hardwick, Chris Hardwick, was one of the inspirations be- behind us starting this. So always nothing but mad love for Chris Hardwick. Do things the Nerdist way. Uh, and f- uh, where can people connect with you? Oh, you can connect with me um, on Twitter. Uh, I'm Rachel is writing. Um, I have my own website. It's rachelbolan.com, just my name.com. It's really just my blog. Um, I post stuff on there about reading, writing, sometimes about entertainment stuff. So, yeah. I'm kind of glad you didn't say arithmetic. Nope, there's no math. (laughs) (laughs) Very anti-math on the site, actually. And finally, to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? The advice that I would have would be to find what you love to do and do it. There is no excuse for not following your passion. There is no excuse for not doing what you want to do. And if you find yourself sitting around thinking, I really don't like the way my life is, then what can you fix that? 
it's it's really easy. Just just find what you want to do and and do it. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with us, Rachel Bolin. We appreciate it. All those dragons out there. We'll catch you on the next one. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.